What we have in front of us is a baptismal. It's full of water, um, and it symbolizes the living water of Jesus. Jesus called himself the living water. He promised people that if we were to come with him and develop a relationship with him, we actually would never go thirsty. Now, a lot of people questioned what that meant. They wonder, how could that mean to never go thirsty? And it took them just a little bit to figure out that that didn't mean physical thirst. That meant that all of us inside of us, we have a thirst that is spiritual. We have a thirst to not be lonely. We have a thirst to be understood. We have a thirst for justice in this world. We have a thirst for things to be made right. All of us are yearning, all of us are thirsting for the broken things in this world to be remade new. And the Bible promises that one day that's exactly what Jesus is going to do. That Jesus really was who he said he was, the son of the living God, not just a teacher, not just a prophet, not just a religious icon, but the actual son of God made flesh, put on this earth, and that Jesus is not done with this earth. Jesus is not done with the humans on this earth. Jesus has a plan to eventually remake and recreate the world in complete newness, without suffering, without death, without disease, without despair. And so we have people today that are coming here and they're going to get in this water because they are banking on the promise of Jesus to make all things new. And what I would love to do is just look at Matthew, just real quick, because we have nine baptisms, so I promise I'm going to get off here real quick, okay? <laughs> we got to get through this. But I really want us to look at um, what we find in Scripture, what we find Jesus doing, what we find Jesus saying about this kind of weird act of baptism. Some of y'all have been baptized before, right? Some of you got it when you were an infant and you got maybe dunked on the head or something like that. Some of you came to it later in life. Some of you have never seen this before. And it's why do we do this? Why do we put ourselves through? Why would somebody invite you maybe today to say, I'm getting baptized, please be there. Why might they want you to be here? What might they want you to be witnessing about their spiritual journey and their relationship with this Jesus Christ who promises to make all things new one day? And so I want to go to what Jesus said and what Jesus did in Matthew 3, 13 through 17. So Matthew 3, 13 through 17, you can look up it on there. I'm going to read it out of my Bible here. In Matthew 3, starting in verse 13, Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said, so why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son who brings me great joy. What I think we find in, in these short five verses is, is I think we really can find an irreducible minimum of what it means to follow Jesus, of what it means to be a Christ follower. 
Because what this thing does represent, what this symbolizes, and what it symbolized to those people, there was John the baptizer. There was this John that was baptizing people. Jesus did not invent baptism. Baptism was already happening. And so what baptism represented is what maybe most of us might even think about this representing, a washing, right? A cleansing. I promise you this is clean enough water. We got out 98% of the dead skin cells from last baptism. I saw Jason in here with a net getting it out. So, some, hey, baptism requires commitment and sacrifice. And if that means you come away with somebody's DNA on your skin, you just do it, okay? So Jesus didn't invent baptism. It was something that was already happening, and it's something that already represented washing of sin, washing of guilt, washing and cleansing of the soul. Again, the thirst. It touches the thirst in all of us. We long to be made whole. We know we're not whole. And so it symbolizes that. That's what John was doing. But here comes Jesus, and Jesus wants to get baptized, which shouldn't make sense. If baptism is primarily about showing you've washed your sins, why would Jesus, who is sinless, want to get baptized? And that's why Jesus shows us that even though baptism at least represents and symbolizes the washing of sin, there's something deeper in the act of baptism that is at the core of what it means to trust and follow Jesus. Because Jesus says it should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. And so here we have Jesus who is sinless submitting himself to the baptism because it's not primarily, it's at least about the washing of sins, but it's deeper than that. It's about saying, I trust God enough to do all that he requires. That being a Christ follower is saying in your heart, I trust my Father to know best. And it was Jesus that set the example to say, I trust my Father to know best. And then we see how that's going to lead Jesus in his life. If you keep reading, if you stick through the hardness that you might find in this Bible, if you stick through the scriptures and you keep looking into it and you keep digging deep, what you're going to find is Jesus saying, yes, I trust my Father enough to go to a cross. Because we all must do what God requires. And so the first thing that this scripture and what the first thing that the baptism of Jesus himself teaches us is that baptism is primarily about saying, yes, I trust the Father enough to do all that he requires, wherever that may lead me in life. And then after his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him and a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. And what I see in this is the second irreducible minimum of what it means to be a Christ follower. And that is the receiving of God's love, not earning it. The receiving of God's favor, not the proving we deserve it. See, all of us get on a spiritual journey, myself included, because we want something. We're trying to prove something. We're trying to prove we're good enough to be loved. We're good enough to get a raise. We're good enough to have the family we want. 
So many of us are stuck in that spot where we just feel like we have to prove and earn any of the goodness we deserve in life. But what we find here is Jesus coming out of the water and just receiving God's favor. And that's what it means to be a Christ follower. It means giving up a life of earning. It means giving up a life of trying to prove that you're good enough to be your own bridge back into a relationship with the Father. You and I, we cannot be bridges back into our own relationship with God. We were not built to be a bridge. We were not built to carry the load and the burden of trying to be good enough to earn a relationship back into the, the embrace and the love, the unfathomable love of our Father. And so the only thing we can do to enter into a relationship with God is to trust Jesus was who he said he was, to say in our innermost being that I will trust the Father and carry out all that he requires, and I'm going to fail, and I'm going to suck at it, and it's going to go wrong, and it's going to be hard, but I trust him to keep pouring out his favor on me because I can't earn that love. I can never earn the unfathomable love of God. And so my job as, as a Christ follower is to just receive that. And so that's what these nine people are going to do today is they're going to come. They're going to come up here with their family. The way this is going to work is we've got a short video for each baptism candidate. And so we're going to play the video that kind of shares their story and shares what they've been learning about Jesus and sharing what it means for them to trust that the Father really knows what's best for their life so that they may do all that he requires. And then we're going to have the family and friends. And if you're with these baptism candidates, if you've supported them on their spiritual journey, if you want to give them a high five, I don't care. But you can come up here and be around them because you all, uh, I would invite you to have a role in today too. I would invite you all that are here joining us to play the role of embracer. Just as the Holy Spirit was present at Jesus' baptism, and, and really the translation for the heavens opened up, it's really a violent act. It really means rendered apart, split open. It's like reality was ripped apart so that God's love could burst through. And that's exactly what's going to happen at this water here. They're going to burst through. The waters are going to be open. They're going to be split open. They're going to be rendered apart. And your job is to violently embrace them just as the Holy Spirit burst through onto the scene of Jesus. And you're going to shout and you're going to applaud and you're going to welcome them as brothers and sisters into a faith community. Because God is about family. And so you guys get to play a role in this too, a very joyous role, and we would love for you to welcome them. And so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to pray, and then we're going to invite our first baptism candidate up. So if you would pray with me, that would be awesome. Father God, we just want to thank you. Oh man, for Jesus, we want to thank you for everybody here. We want to thank you for the baptism candidates that um, are going to be getting dunked here in a few minutes, God. And we want to thank you for the, the bursting forth of your kingdom, how you broke into their lives, how you wouldn't let them be undisturbed, how you wouldn't let them be truly comforted until they learned to come to you for, your, for their comfort. And so we just pray that we can celebrate your mighty works in the lives of ordinary people 
who need you and need your unfathomable love in Jesus Christ. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray and commit to these baptisms today. Amen.